Hey there. It's been a couple weeks now of Play Fully Podcast. I've published four full episodes. I've learned several things. I've learned how to name a podcast, how to upload art to a podcast platform, how to record and edit a podcast, which of course includes editing and cutting and joining, and several conversations with the garage band experts. I've learned how to move podcasts to a platform that can broadcast more widely. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, Playfully is on Spotify and Apple and Podchaser and Amazon and Samsung and actually anywhere you might want to try to listen to this. And I've been so excited to hear and learn from the Playful friends so far. Thank you so much for listening and being patient with me. I know you've learned a ton too. This is my fifth episode. (laughs) But actually, I recorded this one first with one of my favorite playful people, my daughter Zynga. I know you'll love it. Playfully, and I'm Emily Cordy Straff. Today, we're going to be speaking with Zynga Straff. She is the most playful person I know. She <laughs> is the one <laughs> who taught me the importance of play. She once held a wedding between two friends <laughs> where she invented all of the things that they would walk down the aisle with and created the whole scheme of who would quote unquote marry these two best friends and had photos and her friends are just the most playful people. So join me in welcoming my favorite player, <laughs> Zynga Straff. Hi, Mom. <laughs> so nice to be here today. Okay, good. You got it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> what did you think about whatever I said that you taught me how to play and the importance of play? I just think about the fact that I'm, I don't, I just don't think of myself as a playful person. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, I mean, I think that you, I probably taught you how to play when I was little. And I don't know if that's true for me now. So. Oh, like you're not someone who can play or teach somebody how to play? Yeah. I think that maybe I'm, I'm kind of in a, in a position of stuckness. With my playing oh yeah which is kind of your purpose in the podcast right? i was gonna say that that's kind I'm of a similar situation <laughs> okay well um let's let's go back to earlier zinga okay <laughs> um so what did you like to play what was your favorite thing to play as a child um the microphone is right here <laughs> really i hadn't spotted it yet <laughs> Oh, you didn't see it? No. <laughs> Let me just put it up your nose. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, the first thing that comes to mind was Tickle Tag. I don't know if you remember Tickle Tag. Yeah. But this was m- my most favorite game that I invented as a child, in which 
the couch in the living room was base and I had to run around the house running from my father who was the joker obviously because I really made me laugh and he would run like the joker (laughs) and um and he would be trying to tickle me and I would of course always make it back to base without being tickled and there became to be a sort of formulaic way that we would play tickle tag oh interesting and i remember specifically you know i'd leap off from the couch Mm -hmm. and then we'd run around the island like once or twice (laughs) and we'd run back and forth and back and forth and then like eventually i'd just like give up and just get back to base yeah but like i just remember it being like the same amount of times around the island every time or like I don't remember him tickling me actually that much yeah like you know it was a that's so interesting I remember playing tickle tag with you Zinga do you remember playing it with me I my most vivid memory is playing with dad oh tell me about the time that you played tickle tag well I do remember getting on the couch and then you'd say we used to do special time, remember? Mm-hmm. And I'd say, I'd say, okay, it's time for special time. And you'd say, okay, I want to play tickle tag. And inside, <laughs> I would groan a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I knew it was so high energy. Oh, yes. Not because I didn't love playing with you, but yeah. because it was so high energy. So then I would. The enemy of many babysitters and caretakers i'm sure <laughs> oh and and then i would yeah we would go and we would run around the uh um the the, the center aisle and then you know like we get halfway around and they'd stop and then you go the other way and so we just kind of went back and forth with that until you know of course we could never get you and sometimes i would trip myself on purpose mm-hmm. so that you know so sweetie you'd notice that you were really, really tripping me up. And then sometimes, I do you remember whenever I used to squat on my legs? Yeah. And try to run? <laughs> Vaguely, yes. Oh, my God. You would get such a kick out of that. Or that's what I remember. And then I do remember once in a while incorporating the table into Tickle Tap. Tickle Tap. We have a dining room with a table which you know is kind of outside the uh the usual track (laughs) of tickle tag yeah that's interesting i don't remember that i think probably my most vivid memories are like discovering that i can play this game and then do you want me to repeat all that no okay (laughs) and then um so like the first time like, I, my most vivid memories, like, just playing it for the first time, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm sure I've played it many more times other than that, because otherwise it wouldn't have stuck as mm-hmm. long. But, yeah. Do you remember playing, you know, what's funny about that game is that we we didn't believe in tickling you. <laughs> we didn't tickle <laughs> You say we didn't believe in tickling as if 
that was like a moral like standard that you lived up to and not like something that I at five was like I hate this will you stop please and you actually respected the wishes of <laughs> like I don't know like sounds like something like up there with like we don't spank our children either and we also it don't is kind of up there I think it's funny that you phrased it in the way we we don't believe in tickling like <laughs> like it's some sort of like like it's up there with the ten commandments of like it's funny yeah yeah thou shalt not steal yeah thou shalt not yeah. murder or whatever but <laughs> thou shalt not tickle right yeah avoid tickle at every turn actually that is something that I teach parents with you know in, in my OT rooms in yeah. my OT life I teach them not to tickle because of the ways tickles can be so um I mean it can look like the child loves it mm-hmm. but the child is afraid yeah, it's scary. It's scary to some. Some love it. Yeah. Well, I was talking to Archer the other day, and he, we were talking about tickling and how to really hate being tickled. And he was like, yeah, I kicked my mom in the face one time because she was tickling me. <laughs> he also almost broke the window out of Charlie's room, I think, because Zeke started, started tickling him as a joke, and he almost, like, kicked out the window. Oh, wow. Archer really does not like tickling either. Okay. I'll so, put that in mind. Yeah, yeah. Keep that in mind. My mind. Remember not to tickle or joke. <laughs> okay, Zinga. Is there someone in your past that you learned to play from or who you think of when you think of playing as a child? Sounds like your dad. Probably, yeah, you and dad. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, It's hard to think about like, oh, this specific person was the person that taught me how to play because I feel like it's not something that's like implicitly or sorry explicitly demonstrated or mm. whatever but um yeah probably you too yeah I feel like also like as a now as like a teenager who spends time with kids I feel like I've realized that often as the older people in the scenarios you get kind of bored and then you just like suggest things for them to play yeah. And you're like, so what if we tried this slightly more interesting thing than the thing that we've been doing 20 times over <laughs> the past hour? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, and I feel like in that way, that's how people generally learn how to play. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of having an idea, trying out the idea, and then kind of being guided to try a different idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that mostly with adults? Or, I mean, you're 17, and so your um, contingency to, uh, you know, your close proximity to childhood is much closer than mine. <laughs> so, but also your proximity to adulthood is very near as well. <laughs> <It is. laughs> so you, you could have a very interesting lens, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you mean like, do you think that the suggestion of play is only true for young children from adults or? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Okay. Did you ever have an experience where you had an idea of what to play? I don't know if you remember this, but I remember something about a cookie in an oven that you were playing at, at your uh, at grandma's or something. No, at city garden. Oh, it's sort of like a little tag, but I don't know. But anyway, so I remember you, wanted to play that and then somebody suggested something else and you were just telling me about that mm. game but 
I was just wondering, like, does that often happen only with adults or does it happen with kids too? I think it also happens in, within kids. Like, but I think that the there is an age difference factor to it. I feel like often if you're, if you have like a three-year-old and they're playing with a five-year-old, like often the five-year-old's going to be like, mm, this thing is no longer interesting to me. Let's also play this. Let's incorporate this new factor, you know? Mm-hmm. And I... But I don't, I don't know that, like, I feel like often when you're little, you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, let's try this cool new idea that this person came up with. Or I have another idea, and if I don't want to play this game that this person is playing, I'll just go play it by myself. Like, it's not so much as, like, I think that, like, um, like, with the example of, like, a three-year-old or five-year-old, like, if you had two three-year-olds or something, I feel like I don't notice as much that they are spending time together if they don't want to play the same thing. Mm. And I wonder if that has something to do with when you learn how to share Mm. and being like, okay, here's my compromise. Mm. I want to do this thing. Let's meet in the middle. Mm -hmm. Meaning a three-year-old probably doesn't know as well how to share, but maybe a four and five-year-old is struggling to make those compromises because they know how to share. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wondering if Mm -hmm. that's why the age difference thing matters. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a period where you played too hard? Have you met me? <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I've never broken anything. Oh, when I broke dad's ribs? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if that was play, though. That was anger, I think. Did it start out as play? No, I was raging about the Holocaust. I mean, like, we used to wrestle a lot when I'd, I'd be angry, right? So I didn't have, like, a physical outlet for my anger, right? That was that was mm-hmm. a big deal of my childhood. But um, I was really, really very angry about the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And Dad was like, okay, well, let's wrestle. And so we were wrestling, and I broke his rib. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that that's play, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't seem play. Yeah. But I've never broken anything. I've never, like... I don't know if there is such thing as playing too hard. Like, what would what would that even be defined as? Mm-hmm. Other than, like, harming yourself or another. But I don't know that I have. Let me ask you. So, uh, Zynga is someone who um, has a job now, has gotten a couple of jobs. Oh. With being with young people mm-hmm. as a, you know, a teacher or a leader child care provider for young people or camp leader and so I'm wondering have you witnessed any children playing too hard (laughs) um (laughs) again the proximity (laughs) to childhood and the proximity to adulthood is perfect for (laughs) managing this well, okay, I feel like um, I, I, there have been a couple injuries at camp where, like, people, like kids got, like, really into it and they just, like, weren't really thinking about what they were doing. And, like, they got injured. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, this one kid um, at the school I work at was hanging from the nine square bars, which is just PVC pipe. Oh. And I was like, that's unsafe 
And apparently it's a whole thing within the school. Like, kids are just allowed to climb stuff, like, freely, which is really interesting. And that's cool, I guess. But, like, makes me very nervous because risk assessment and small children don't always go together. Um, so she was hanging from this PVC pipe and she fell. And she was okay. She was not injured. But I was like, okay, that can't support your weight. We're going to not do that anymore. Mm. And she was like, she just like wanted to, like, there's a gaga pit. She wanted to walk all over the gaga pit, like, on a walk, like, she was walking on a tight wire and, like, without any support. And I was like, what, what is a gaga pit? Um, it's like a, it's like a pentagon and it's a, it's a game. You have a ball and you bounce it and you go gaga ball and then you hit it back and forth and you try to hit people's legs mm-hmm. and they, their, their legs get hit and they're out mm-hmm. usually you play with a really big group of people and then everyone gets out of the gaga pit as they get out and then is it a, a pit like a ditch it's not a ditch it's just like a contained space okay like we want to camp it's like wooden mm-hmm. it's you know where you've seen it i'm sure it's right by the trading post it's that wooden thing I was never into Gaga because people got super competitive about it, and I just never felt safe playing mm. Gaga because I was not good at it. Oh, so Gaga is like dodgeball kind for of? me. Oh, God, I hate dodgeball. Uh-huh. <laughs> that too. Totally, totally with you on that one. No. Okay. The problem with dodgeball, too, is that I'm really good at dodging the balls, <laughs> but I'm really bad at throwing them, so then I often end up being the last person on one team, but I can't defend myself in any way i'm just like running from balls and it's kind of terrible and then people are like throw the ball at them and then they catch it and i'm like "Ah, what can i do what um can you be bad at play no um is play important I would say yes. I think um, I think it depends on what aspects you put weight on. Um, so, like, what you define as important. Sure, it's important for, like, social-emotional well-being, but, like, additionally, if you think about, like, psychological development, like we were talking about sharing earlier, mm-hmm. it's probably play that also helps you learn how to share because you have to share your toys. You have to... Mm-hmm compromise with others you have to like I feel like for that aspect as like a young child that's probably pretty important for your social development yes I think also it's a way to explore the world in a way that our society isn't often allowing children to do Mm. we do like to stick them in classrooms and just be like okay so here's how you spell this word and here's how you read by no means unimportant but I think that play can kind of cultivate people's curiosity help people explore the world in a way that they might not be able to otherwise Hmm. nice what makes play fun what makes it fun is play fun do do you think it is I don't remember (laughs) Do you still play? I don't know. When was the last time you played? <laughs> I don't know. Wow. 1973. Oh, they Yeah. 2032. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I 
I guess it would be like you get to kind of make it new every time or you get and it's also like unstructured time you can kind of explore whatever you want mm -hmm. but for you yeah so that's what makes it fun the unstructured part unstructured part and also like the you kind of get to invent your own thing for yourself mm -hmm. yeah and it doesn't really matter what it is yeah yeah and it can be different every time even if you're exploring the same concepts yeah i remember um shortly after i finished my my ot degree i started um well, I, I sort of had some time on my hands that I never knew existed or never had before. And I remember um, going to like a garage sale or something and picking up this book that was all about making your own um, beauty products, you know, like um, facial toner and, you know, face cream, that kind of thing. And I remember just like spending a whole day just like, playing with beeswax and you know making pretty glasses of interesting you know glass bottles of interesting mm -hmm. things and stuff and feeling like so uh, it was so fun like I hadn't done it in so long just played just I don't know if that that felt like play to me yeah yeah has play ever felt hard or does it feel hard now yeah I think in a couple of different aspects for one, um, finding time to play is difficult, especially as like it looks a lot different as a seventeen-year-old than it did when I was five. You know, when you're five, you're just kind of like run around and hit people with pillows and throw balls and stuff, and like that's your play. But I feel like not now. You can't do that. No, it's not fun anymore. I mean, it's. It depends. You have to make a more complex game, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's a little bit harder to entertain yourself now that you have complex functioning and better fine motor skills, you know? Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I wonder, like, is play, what do you define as play? Like, what is the definition of play? Because if it's any sort of unstructured time or any free time that you have, I don't, I don't know, like, what, what is, or it, does it have to look like a certain way? Because, mm -hmm. like, I wouldn't say, like, scrolling through Instagram is play, but that's free time that I have. I have free time, sometimes yeah. I scroll through Instagram, sometimes I read a book. I wouldn't say reading a book is play. Yeah, that what is an interesting. What are the aspects of play, or the, your mm -hmm. actions that make them play? Mm -hmm. So, I just answered your question with another question, but the real answer is that I don't know. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, let's see. Hey Siri, what's the definition of play? As a verb, play means <laughs> engage in activity for enjoyment and recreation rather than a serious or practical purpose. Do you want <laughs> to hear the next one? No, thank you. Okay, so that's play. <laughs> okay. According to dictionary.com there are something like 46 or more verbs that are um, defined that uh, that 
define play. You know, they range from to act a part of in a dramatic performance, to perform on a stage, or to exercise or employ oneself in diversion or amusement or recreation, to do something in sport that is not to be taken seriously. I like that one. <laughs> to cooperate or concur, go along, to pretend. Zynga actually defined it earlier on as something unstructured, and it's different every time. And a lot of my uh, other guests have also defined it. And so there's something along the lines of unstructured and something you can build on with other people uh, or by yourself with other new thoughts and creativity. What do you think? I was just thinking of um, when you're waiting in line with friends or when you're hanging out in the back seat, maybe on a road trip, like you recently, I think you recently went on a camping trip to somewhere. So you were, you know, had a lot of time in the car, I would presume. What, uh, what kinds of things, do you have a game that you like to play? Um, well, when we were on the way to Arkansas, we played the license plate game for a little bit. That that's a, always a fun game. You get to punch people, which is always enjoyable. Oh, I don't know that version. Yeah. Of the so Teddy taught us this version. Um, yeah. it's if it's from a different state and they're the last number of the license plate, you get to punch someone else that many times. Huh? So it's like if the license plate is like six seven Z B O five, you get to punch them five times. If it's from a different state. Yeah, well, the license plate game only ever works for the license plates out of state because you yeah. have to find all the like in Arkansas. Yeah, and also you can't punch them if you've already found a license plate from that state. Oh, so the punching game, so everybody got punched. Yes, that sounds painful. It wasn't really. Most of my friends are pacifists, so we're pretty safe playing the license plate game. Oh, okay. So it's a little like having a pillow fight, but not. I guess so. It adds observation. Memory. Driving. Memory. You have to remember which ones you've seen already. Oh, because if you saw Missouri already, mm-hmm. and you saw, or somebody else saw Missouri. If anybody in the car has already seen the land from that state, you can't punch somebody else again. Oh, okay. Otherwise, what happened? You get, and there's no consequence. It's just, oh. you know. <laughs> you got to buy a shake. Oh, something. I wish. You should, Actually, you I, would, I would be losing that bet for sure. Because <laughs> you can't remember? Yeah. Oh, no. um, uh, I feel like we don't, I mean, we'll like have conversations or we'll listen to music or something, but it's not like we're like playing a game. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Gaggle. Yeah. 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 We could do some gossip adventure. <laughs> is gossip play? That is a good question. According to the 2008 Scientific American article about the science of gossip, it kind of talks about gossip being a collision between prehistoric needs 
to know things, this prehistoric human need to know things about people to survive, and the current situation. And it's a mechanism for bonding with social groups, and it's a tool for comparing ourselves socially, or a tool for kind of teaching others what the rules, like the unexplained rules of the universe are, or of this social group are. It talks about the secret secrets that we share with one another can bond us together in a way. But I think to answer Zynga's question, if any of you were wanting to answer that, wanting to know, is that no, gossip is not really considered play. But Zynga and I listen to Normal Gossip, another podcast. It's hosted by Kelsey McKenney and Alex Sujan Laughlin produces it and it's just a really funny podcast about normal gossip like everyday gossip and I wrote to them to see what they would think about her question if gossip is considered play and I haven't heard back yet but if I do I will let you know and I do want to ask what you think let me know Drop me a line in the show comments or email me at kidnections at gmail.com. That's K-I-D-N-E-X-X-I-O-N-S at gmail.com. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Singa. This was so fun. Was it fun for you? It was so fun. <laughs> you were very interesting. Thank you. And that's all there is. Now go play the license plates game. All right. Sounds good. But don't slug too hard. Well, true. True in life. True in the license plate game. I love it.